2013. Uh, it's, it's good to hang out with you guys and be here with you guys. And I'm, I'm just excited for what's ahead of, of us, 2014. As individuals and as a church, I'm excited for what's going to happen here at Croc Center and here in your guys' lives. But um, to just start it off, man, I, I just want to say that 2013, how many of you guys can say 2013 was an amazing year, right? A lot of us can raise our hands, right? 2013 brought uh, the birth of my son, Ethan, in April, changed our lives, rocked our world, right? Uh, that was an amazing experience. Um, other things that happened, probably in your lives, you got, probably got promoted in, in, in work. You got a new position at work. That, that's really good, right? Probably brings a raise or something like that. That's, that, that's great, right? Uh, other, other people... 2013 might have been the year that, you know what, um, he put a ring, a ring on it, you know what I mean? He, 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 he finally asked you the big question and you said yes. Or you know what, you probably said I do at your wedding. So 2013, that's an amazing thing that happened. If you probably got uh, married or got engaged, that, that's, that's amazing. For other of us, uh, we probably, hey, we probably bought a new car. Or you know what, even that, we, we bought a new home. You know what I mean? It still has a new car smell and, and the carpet still feels soft and clean, right? That's great. That's amazing. That's good. Um, other, other of us, you know, I mean, we, we, we probably just, just, 2013 was just an amazing year financially. Like God blessed us at work. Um, we've just been blessed financially. Like we have um, more money saved than we've ever had before. So if that's you, that's, that's kudos to you, man. That's amazing that 2013 was, was an amazing year for you, for me, for us, right? But on the flip side of that, for some of us, even some of us that raised our hands, we could say that, you know what, 2013 was a challenging year. That 2013 was tough, man. It, it, it beat me down. That 2013 was a struggle, that you know what, that just me just saying those words, you're already starting to think uh, of things that probably happened in your lives in 2013. That for some of us, you know what, 2013 we experienced a loss in your family, a friend, a loved one. That, that, that 2013 has an asterisk mark on it. That you, you know what, 2013 was a year where, where I felt defeated. I felt like a failure. That 2013 is the year where, where because of a bad economy, you know what, I was the unlucky one that got chosen to get laid off. That, that 2013 was probably the, the year that, you know what, my parents signed divorce papers. That, that 2013, you know what, I, I, I had to file for bankruptcy. That 2013 has an asterisk mark because something difficult happened. Something tough happened. Something challenging happened in 2013. That, that as much good thing that happened in 2013, we can sometimes just only focus on the negative. On the negative things that happened. And so I just want you to, to encourage you today. And say it's not over. That 2013, it's not over. I want to show you this clip with you, and I hope you enjoy it. So, if you can. 
San Antonio is 28 seconds away from winning another championship. It was not supposed to end like this. I've seen San Antonio's bench. Every play they made down the stretch, everybody was off the floor and they were celebrating. Well, right now, the yellow ropes are out. They're waiting to have a trophy presentation. That's the worst shine the home team could ever see. The final straw was when they brought the yellow ropes. You feel a little doubt at that point. Well, you know when that rope come out, it's pretty much you won a championship. I couldn't believe it. I was just, this can't be it. This isn't the way it's supposed to go. The season is just about done now. What a disappointing way to end for Miami. Handling different things together helps you grow. And then when you get tested, which you will, uh, hopefully you have the character and the resolve to be able to respond. The journey that began 254 days ago was about to be defined. We got an opportunity to try to make a game out of this, and we need a little bit of luck. We need a few plays offensively, and we can get back into it. You can never, ever, ever give up. <laughs> all right i don't know where you were at when game six was happening i don't know what you were doing when game six was happening but that was a historical game that was a game to remember if you are a spurs fan right now you don't like me for showing that video all right if you are a heat fan right now which all heat fans are just fan wagners right not just kidding. But if you are a Heat fan, you are smiling ear to ear, right, Freddie? <laughs> and if you are a LeBron James hater, just get over it, all right? He's good, okay? He is good, all right? But this less than 28 seconds on the clock, the Miami Heat find themselves down. And I don't, I don't know where you were at when this game was happening, but I remember watching it and I was giving up already. I, I turned off the TV, but then I turned it back on. I'm like, oh, it's only 28 seconds. Something good's going to happen. And I just remember watching it and Chris Bosh goes up and gets the rebound and just out of nowhere just throws it out to Ray Allen. And Ray Allen does a little sweet moonwalk down, down to the three-point three line and just shoots it. And it's in the air for a few seconds and those few seconds feel like eternity, like... <gasps> And he makes it in, and wow, what an amazing game. And that game didn't, that, that, that shot didn't win the game, but it tied the game, went to overtime, and the Miami Heat won game six, and they forced game seven, and the rest is history. Back to back. All right? With 28 seconds left. And I want to tell you today, I just want to encourage you today, that you know what? If 2013 wasn't supposed to look this way, 2013 wasn't supposed to be this year of doom and gloom. 2013 wasn't supposed to, to end like this. With 28 seconds left on the clock, it changed the course of history. From chokers to champions. From losers to victors. And let me tell you this. That you have more than 28 seconds left in 2013. So what my pastor used to say is this. Finish strong. Finish strong. So wherever you're at in life in 2013, I just got to tell you this. Finish strong. You got more than 28 seconds. You got a few days left. Finish strong. 
fix up what you need to get fixing and finish strong. Like don't end the year with resentment. Don't end the year with bitterness. Don't end the year with jealousy. Don't end the year with hatred. Finish strong. Finish well. 2013, you got more than 28 seconds, baby. Let's do this. All right. So with that said, I want to get us ready for 2014. How do you plan for 2014? I don't know about you, but I enjoy not just making New Year's resolutions, but I enjoy planning. I enjoy uh, uh, getting ready and planning out my life, planning out the year. And it's not so much planning, but I enjoy praying, praying to God. And, and, and this, this scripture that, that's going to go up, it's a simple scripture that you probably already all know. And, and it talks about plans and it talks about this and that. But, but this scripture just excites me. And it says this, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God has plans for your life. Tell your neighbor, God has a plan for me. All right. He got plans for you. And that excites me. This verse right here, it, it just, it just motivates me and pumps me up, right? Makes me feel like the, 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 the Pillsbury Doughboy and tickles my spirit, right? All right? It, th- th- this gets me excited. He has plans for me. Plans for me to prosper. Plans of, for hope and a future. I, I hope you get excited for that when you read that verse. But, but today, I, I want get to get us to start talking about 2014. And, and this little insight into what I do and I, and I got most of this idea from this book that I read, The Circle Maker, by Mark Batterson. It's a book about prayer. And he talks about praying and planning. And so if you have time to pick it up on your Kindle, on Amazon, or any bookstore that is still available, pick it up. Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. And he talks about planning uh, for planning ahead. And he starts off with this, start with prayer. <coughs> you start with prayer. And, and, and we've read that verse uh, plenty of times, that God has plans for me. But I, I, I want to submit this to you. I want to challenge you with this. What if today you, you prayed, instead of just praying that scripture, you pray, God, reveal your plans for my life. That God, reveal your plans of hope. Reveal your plans for my future. Reveal your plans for my life. Like, I I challenge you with that. That you may pray into Jeremiah 29, 11. That you may take your time to pray and ask God to reveal these things for your life. Because I believe that once, if we pray to God, to God for, to, for him to show us his plans to us, he will show his plans. He will reveal his plans to you and to me. So we start with prayer. Pray into Jeremiah 29, 11, That this is the, 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 the starting point, the core of, of planning for 2014 is prayer. Start with prayer. And I, I don't know what you have to do, but for me in my home, Sometimes I have to tell my wife, hey, babe, can you and the baby go out just for a few hours? I need my time to pray with God. Or, or maybe it's the other way around. It's like, hey, 
I, I, I need to go out to the beach or something and just get away and pray. And, and so whatever you have to do, do what you need to do to get along with God. For the past month and a half, we, we, I've been driving uh, routes for kettles. And it, it's tough, man, driving for almost six hours every day. But you know what? In that car was my time. In that car was my time to pray. That was my prayer room. That was my time to just get alone with God. Any frustrations that I have, anything that was going on at home, at work, this, this is my time not to vent, but just like, God, I need your strength. I need your peace. Greg's looking at me like, hey, I know what you're talking about. He was a kettle driver too. So do whatever you need to do to get alone with God and start praying into Jeremiah 29, 11. Number two, check your motives. <coughs> check your motives. Then everything that we do, it must, it must always reflect back to God. It must always point back to God in everything that we do, whether it's work, whether it's school, whether it's talking to people, whether it's in, engaging in a relationship, whatever we do, it must always reflect back and point back to God, to Jesus. So check your motives that, that in 2014, when you're planning, when you're getting ready to set your goals, are these goals, are these plans uh, selfish reasons? Am I doing this for selfish reasons? Or are they going to glorify God? Because in everything we do, we must glorify God. In, in 2014, I, I, I'm making this plan for my, me and my family. That you know what, we've been blessed by God like crazy. We've been blessed. And 2014, I want it to be a year where we give back, where we return the blessing. How does that look like? I don't know yet whether it's financially, whether it's my time, whether it's my words of encouragement, whether it's just hanging out with people. I want to be, I want to be able to give back, to return the blessing because God's been too good for me in 2013 that I want to give back from what I have to glorify God, not, not for myself but to glorify God who's blessed me and my family. So number two, check your motives. Number three, thinking categories. So this is where Mark Batterson just laid out a few categories. And he had, he had a lot. Uh, and so the main thing is this. You expand on these categories or you can shrink them down. You, you could add more or you could take away. And I'm just going to uh, point out a few of them that I enjoy that I'm going to take away from me and my home. All right. And number one was this family. So we think in categories because you know what? Sometimes it's too massive, right? The whole year. So when we think in categories, it just makes things to smaller chunks. So family is, is a big thing. Primarily, my relationship with God is always number one. But after that, it's my family. My family is important to me. And I hope it's important to you. So keeping that, uh, keeping that, Number two, you know what I mean, my relationship with God, my family. So that is a category that I want to take. I want to, I want to plan for my family, me and my family. How does that look like? How does time, how, how is spending time with my, my son, spending time with my wife, all right? How is that going to look like? Number two was an influential category. This is one that where I struggled when I was growing up as a young person. I was like, man, I'm not a leader. Look, you can look at my older brother, and he's a good leader. 
He can talk well. He, he can motivate people. He's just a leader. But I have that, that middle child syndrome, right, where I, I'm not good enough to be a leader. I, I, I didn't really believe in myself. And, and it, it wasn't until, you know what, God had to, like, slap me across the face and just tell me, hey, quit it. Quit saying that stuff. You are a leader. You are influential. So today I just come here to just slap you guys around the face and tell you guys this. You guys are all leaders. You guys are all influential no matter your age, no, no matter your education status, no matter, no matter where, you, where you grew up from, you are influential. That, that You know what? You have influence over your children. You have influence over your spouse. You have influence over your brothers or your sisters. You have influence in this church. You are all leaders. No matter what people say, no matter even what you think, God has designed you to be a leader. So this influential category, what am I going to do with this? Is it, is it books that I need to read? Is it conferences that I need to go? Is it the Bible that I need to start making it a daily, daily portion of my life? You are all influential. How are you going to build this category up? The other category is physical category. Now I know 2014 comes along, we all make this resolution. I'm going to get in shape. Well, you know what? That's great. That's why the Croc Center exists, right? Get in shape. After today, go sign up for a membership, all right? They're not even paying me to, to promote that, all right? <clears throat> okay? So, you know what? Like, I got a membership. And, I, and I've only been to the gym probably like seven times, man. Seriously. Okay? That's embarrassing. But, you know what? I, I want this to be something for me in 2014. That, you know, this body is a, is a temple, like this is, this body, God has made me a steward of this body. So if I don't take care of it and just fill it with, with, with jumbo jacks, you know what? I ain't being a good steward, all right? I need to go and work out, all right? Can I get an amen? amen. All right. All right. Number, the, the, the fourth one was that, that I really enjoyed was this, is travel. He made a category for traveling. And I was like, wow, that is so cool because when you're in Hawaii, you, you just feel locked down, right? Like you cannot get out of this island. These airfares are not going down, right? And like, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's something where you have to just go out and go on a hike, man. Cocoa Head, it's crazy, it's hard. Um, go, go out and just go to the beach, do something. Get out of the house, right? And, and for us, you know, one, one goal, one travel goal that we've had since we got married was we want to go to Disney World, right? Disney World. We've been to Disneyland a few times. We want to go to Disney World. And as much as it seems like this is an impossible task, I ain't ever going to see Mickey Mouse, right? Like this seems like an impossible task. But you know what? We are not going to cross it off our list. And we're going to keep it there. I don't care if we're 80 years old. We're going to go to Disney World. Me in my wheelchair, all right? <laughs> we are going to Disney World. All right, I'm going to give Mickey Mouse a hug. I need a hug. All right. So traveling category. All right. So, 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 so break things down into categories and make things more attainable, more reachable. Okay. Uh, like I said, you could expand on this or you could shorten it or shrink it down to whatever you need to do. But in everything, everything must always reflect back to God. Must always point back to Jesus. All right. Number four, be specific. Be specific. I know ladies don't have a problem being specific, 
But guys, gentlemen, we, we have problems being specific and detailed, right? But I'm telling you this, be specific in your planning. Be specific in your goal setting. Be specific in your prayers. Because I believe this, that, that God is a specific God. That, God. that God is a detailed God. I mean, just look at yourself in the mirror. Everything that needs to be done to create you, that's detailed. All right? So, so pray specific prayers. Get specific. Like, lose. oh, I want to lose weight in 2014. That's good. But you know what? Why don't you put a number to that? Man, well, I want to lose 10 pounds in six months, all right? That, 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 that's attainable, right? So be specific. Put some numbers on it. If the goal isn't measurable, we have no way of knowing if we have accomplished it. If a goal isn't measurable, then we, we have no way of knowing if we accomplished it or reached it. So be specific in your planning. Be specific in your setting. Be specific in your prayers. Number five, write it down. Write it down. If you know me, I'm always carrying around a journal, all right? A small journal, a big journal. It is not a diary, so don't get it twisted, all right? It's a journal where I write down and jot down my notes and my thoughts and my ideas. In high school, I was the kid that would write on their textbooks and just doodle and stuff like that. So that was me. I was always in need of a pencil and a paper. I just had to write things down, all right? So write things down as much as you can. All right, because th- th- this, is, this isn't just a good idea. Writing down isn't just a good idea. It's a God idea. In Habakkuk 2, 2, it says, record the vision and inscribe it in tablets. All right, like write it down. Because, you know, this, this is one thing for sure. That when we write it down or when we verbally speak it out loud, guess what? It holds you accountable. It, it, it holds you accountable for what you have said what you have spoken, or what you have written down. Write it down. Whatever, whatever plans, whatever goals, whatever dreams you may have, I, I dare you to write them down. It will hold you accountable. That, that when you look back on, on your journal, you're going to look at, at this list of dreams and goals and be like, wow, this is amazing. And, and, and I know for myself, I love writing things down. Uh, around seven years ago, I remember writing things down. I, I, was, I, I just felt the urgency to write after I had a time of prayer with God. And, and I wrote down, like, man, I want to get married. Uh, I want to have a kid. Uh, I want to do this. I want to work in ministry. I want to do that. And, and I, I just, what I thought was going to be just five minutes of writing became hours of just writing notes and pages of writing. And, and, and I haven't accomplished everything on, that, on those sheets of paper but you know what? I've accomplished a few of them. And I'm proud of the things that I've done. Like even moving to Hawaii was one of those things. And I'm here. And I believe that it helped me accountable as I wrote it down. So whatever dreams, goals you have, write them down. Get yourself a journal for 2014 and write them down. Number six, include others. Include others. All right, this is... the. the this is something that, you know what, we all can do. Whether you can include your spouse, you can include your children, you can include friends, you can include family, include other people. Why? Because I believe that when you accomplish a goal together, it brings like double joy. It brings you joy that, you know what, I've accomplished this goal. And also it brings you joy because, you know what, you've seen someone else achieve and accomplish 
their goal too. So include others in your planning process. Have shared goals with people, with, with, with your family. If you have family, get them involved as much as you can. Shared goals are, are, are better than just personal goals. So make sure you have some shared goals in your planning process. And also, when you include other people, it motivates you, right? If I was running alone, I'd slow down and I would stop. But if I was running with someone else, I'm going to try to beat you, man. You can't beat me. So I got to run as fast as I can, which isn't that fast. But I'm going to still run, all right? So it motivates you. It keeps you accountable. So include others. Number seven, celebrate along the way. Celebrate along the way. This is something where I failed at. You know, I could celebrate the big things like, man, we just bought a car. We haven't. We didn't. But if I, you know, I could celebrate the big things in life, right? But the small things is what, like, man, I forget about them, right? Oh, it was just, oh, it was just this thing or it was just that thing. I forget about the small things. But we must celebrate along the way, big or small. I watched this show called Parks and Rec. And they say this three, uh, this three-word phrase, treat yourself, all right? Treat yourself. And, and I believe that. Like, you know what? Treat yourself. If I lose 10 pounds in six months, you better believe I'm treating myself to some Outback Steakhouse, okay? They got salad there too, okay? But they got steak, all right? So treat yourself. And, and, and even prayers. When God answers a prayer in your life, man, throw yourself a party. I want this church to be a church that, that's throwing parties, that's celebrating, that's, that, that's just, just celebrating every day of the year. Because God is answering prayers. Because, because you're accomplishing your goals. Because the plans in your life, you are living out the plans that you've made for your life. So you know what? So celebrate along the way. The big things, celebrate them. The small things, don't forget about them. Celebrate them as well. All right? Number eight, dream big. Dream big. I get excited when people say dream big. Not just because I like to sleep. But you know what? I like to dream. All right? I, I, I like to dream. You know, I, I didn't come from the wealthiest family. I didn't get, get it all. So, so in my mind, you know what I mean? I have to dream bigger than ever before. And so I challenge you to dream big. Because when you dream big, you know what? It's also going to require bigger faith. The bigger the dream, the bigger the faith. Because you just know that, hey, I know that I can't accomplish this dream all by myself. I need God's help. That the only way that this goal, this plan is going to come to fruition is by God's hand only. Because I, I know I can't. So, so, so no, no matter your status, your background, what the bank account says about you, you know what? You dream big. Dream bigger than ever before. Because you know what? When we partner up with God, big things happen. You and God make the majority. Big dreams equal big faith. So have these dreams. Big goals, big dreams. They increase our faith. They increase the way we view God. All right? Our dependency on God. Number nine, think long. Think long. If we want to dream big, we have to think long. But you know what? Sometimes we, we plan our, our, our kids' birthday party or we plan uh, our vacation. 
We take more time in planning those things than we do in planning our lives. That I know it's, it's difficult to see the end of our lives, right? But you know what? How about when we're 30 years old? Where do I want to be in life? What do I see? When I'm 40 years old, where am I in life? What does my career look like? When I'm 50 years old, how does my health look like? How does my family look like? Where am I? 60 and 70 and going on. Think long and hard. Think about it. Plan for your life. That you know what, you can make some plans right now for when you're 50 years old or above. That you know what, when I'm 50, I want to do this. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to take my children out. So think long. Plan out your, your life. Plan out a vacation. Go out with your family. All right? Instead of letting things happen to us, goals help us make things happen. Think long. And lastly is this. Pray hard. Pray hard. That the core of planning is praying. That the core of, of planning is praying. That we must pray hard. That we started it off with prayer and we end it with prayer. Because this is true. That prayer is like dreaming. I don't know about you, but when I pray, I get excited. I, I, I'm, this is how I pray to God, right? I move around. I know, I know I'm hurting you guys' neck when I'm preaching. Because I'm going left and right, bang, bang, bang. All right? But this is how I am with God too. Like when I'm praying to God, I'm like, God, like I, I, I can't wait to work with this youth. I, I, I see amazing things for them. Like God... Everyone at Croc Center Church, they have so much potential, and, and I just can't wait to tap into that potential. And, and I don't know about you, but, but when I pray, I start dreaming. I start dreaming for myself. I start dreaming for Amanda. I start dreaming for Ethan. I start dreaming for, for people that I probably don't even know yet. And I'm praying all these things, and I'm like, whoa, I know this isn't from me because I had no clue about that, that this is definitely God, that when I pray to God, Man, he'll give you some dreams. He'll give you some download. And when we pray into Jeremiah 29, 11, like God, reveal these plans. Reveal these plans. I know he will. I know he can. And he'll make them crystal clear for your life. So we started with prayer and we end with prayer. Let that be the core, the base of your planning process. 